the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Come Together San Diego has hit the air, and here we are. Uh, hitting your eardrums with a, another remarkable broadcast. You know, if you look at the calendar, you realize that in many of your ho- households, your kids are back to school or heading back to school. And I thought it would be a good time to spend uh, a little bit of our time talking about school and the environment, but also tie in um, the biblical history tied with schools and educations and give you some things to really think about and also where education has gone and uh, what it is doing and what it is misappropriating and uh, how God wants to fix those things. And one of my favoritist is that a word, favoritist? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now. Because, yeah, you know, my radio show, I can make up my own wordists if I want. John Neal. John Neal is, uh, I, I would call him a high school historian. He's a teacher, a, a co- coach in the high school, has been a coach in the high school environment. And he's also uh, the co-founder of the uh, Prayer Shield Ministries and Sealed Team Ministries. And he and his beautiful wife, Margie, are with me in the studio. But Margie says, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. So she, she's just praying in the background. <laughs> so, John. Wow. Hey, Kaz. How are you today? I'm excited, but also we, we like to stay timely on our show and yes. deal with things that are in progress. And this is Good. one thing that's definitely in progress. And you, from your high school mm-hmm. uh, environment as a history, history teacher, um, uh, you're also a coach, a yes. coach and other things yeah. as well. Uh, you have some great insights, and we're going to ask, we're going to tap into your historical background and and talk about school education, not only today but from a biblical standpoint. Because I guess you could tell with his involvement with Prayer Shield Ministries and Sealed Team, the man is deep in Scripture as well. John, Amen. Where, where we where you want to dance first? Well, let's dance this way first. Let me tell you who I am. <laughs> yes. I spent twenty years in the public school system, yes. uh, teaching uh, in a local high school here in in San Diego County. Honored and blessed to do it. Just retired in June. Uh, and then uh, brothers in the Lord said, you know what? There is no such retirement. The word retirement's not in the Bible. <laughs> so he says refired, actually, is what uh, it right. means. So I want you to get refired up and start teaching in the Christian school. So starting next uh, Tuesday, I'll be actually moving into a local Christian school yes. and teaching there. Histories that I'm teaching, what I have taught for years. As you mentioned, I also coached. I uh, did that for uh, 20 years, uh, lacrosse, soccer, even football for a season, and golf. And so I had an opportunity to work with young people yes. at various different levels, yes. not just the education of them, but also the day-to-day kind of stuff sure. that happens in every kind of sports situation. And I guess you, would, you could say you have a pretty good idea about the process of young people, and so you can kind of maybe circumvent some of their 
misunderstandings early on. Well, exactly. <laughs> and you also end up the thing, which I often get this question, uh, boy, how have children changed mm-hmm. since you were in high school, John? Well, I was in high school with the dinosaurs in the ancient yes, days. Exactly. But I said the difference is really simple, the toys. Mm-hmm. See, they have the same things we all had, uh, concerns about the way they look, concerns about the boyfriend, the girlfriend, concerns about my grades. Those haven't changed since the 60s, 70s when I was in high school. But what has changed is the toys, the cell phones, and the things like that, and the education process has changed radically. Yes. So my hope is today we can like go through, A, where do we all come from educationally, uh, both within the church, outside the church, then kind of look at the idea of what can we do in yes. the school system, you as a parent, et cetera. Then how about us as the church? How do we impact the us school? Us as a church, that's a big Come on, that's what it's really about. And then we'll also talk, maybe if we have some time, about how in impacting the church, you, those people out there listening, I hope a lot of pastors are listening too, yes. how we can pray for our leadership people, because to get those things done in the public school, it's got to be top down and bottom up at yes. all times. But you know, if you take a step back in the United States, I'm just going to deal with the United States in Run particular off. here. But for in recent times the electronic capabilities mm-hmm. have almost violated the need to study things uh and to really dig into uh the you know, the truth or historical truth or whatever because you have um a Pocket cheater exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that you can that you can use, and it it would kind of, if misapplied, it can really dumb down a generation. Well, and it's important to understand when we deal in my classrooms, I'm constantly telling them, yes, you have cell phones, yes, you have the internet, but what you have to learn first is the process of how to learn. Yes, See, you once go. you know how to learn, then the process or whatever it is, math, science, history, it doesn't really matter. It's the methodology that's the key. And if you are relying totally upon, I push a button and the internet tells me what's there, your problem then because what is there? Is it true? Is it not true? Is it belief? Is it feelings? Is it emotion? Or is it actually based upon evidence, actually based upon proof? And so we'll have a discussion my first day in school going, uh, do you guys know what the word evidence means? Do you understand what the word proof means? Do you understand what the word truth means? Because evidence is not proof. Mm. Evidence is simply me. It's a piece of material I'm using to prove what I want to prove to you. That's right. So you can pick, pick and you choose your evidence. Exactly. Yes. So what our, our hope is to get the kids thinking. And this goes back to the very foundations of education in the United States and, frankly, across the world. One of the reasons there's been such anti-Semitism around the world in the history of the world is because the Jews had something that most cultures did not have, yes. high education. Mm-hmm. Every young man, every young woman went to a bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah, and they had to learn. As part of that, they had to learn to read scripture. They had to learn to write. There were things they had to learn to do. So now all of a sudden, whether we're facing the Roman Empire period or the Dark Ages, whatever time period, now you, Kaz, are the boss, yeah. and you're looking for a kid to employ. Yes. Do you want the kid who can't read or the kid who can exactly. read? So you start hiring the kid who can read. So what really ends up happening, a lot of this basis goes on, wait a minute, those are the smart kids, not because they're Jewish per se, but because they've had the educational background. They've mm-hmm. been trained. Again, I emphasize my kids, you need to be the smartest one at the job interview. Yeah. So they look at you and go, there's a reason to choose you. The same thing happened then. But now what happens is the next step is simple. Oh, my gosh. All those Jewish kids are getting all the jobs, which means they're making more money, which means they become wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. And all of us poor people. So what do we do? We go to the jealousy mode, human nature. Yes. Oh, we don't like those Jews. Wow, why? And I tell the kids, look at U.S. history. When they first came in here, we had 
you know, we had the English here. We had some German, early German settlers when they first came here. And then what happens? Those Irish showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly Earl Campbell, maybe Clampett may show up later, uh, my Irish buddy. The, the Irish came. Well, what happened? Well, the Irish came and say, hey, I need a job. The guy says, I'm sorry. I'm already working. I had somebody who paid. Uh, how much are they pay? Oh, I'm giving them a dollar an hour. I'll do it for 75 cents. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you're hired. Then what happens? That guy loses his job, goes home to his wife and says, those dang Irishmen. Now, he didn't really hate Irishmen. No. What he hated was they took his, his job. job yeah. Now you take that for every immigration group that's ever come to America, including after the Civil War, when black America began to move further and further north away from the south. And they go, yeah, I'll, I'll do the job for 50 cents an hour. Yeah. Oh, man, those dang black people. Oh, those dang Italians, those dang Germans. It's the same thing over and to repeat. So, yes, there's racism of all. We know that. Yes, there's also. But one of the biggest problems is economics. Yes. And when you get into the education process, economics becomes the key because education has become a business, mm-hmm. not a profession of educating. Yes. It's about the dollars and the cents. We take a role in high school because we need to make sure the kids are there for so many hours a day because the state of California says if they're there for so many hours a day, they get so many dollars to school. I see. If they are absent or tardy, they get less. Yeah. So it becomes a dollar and cents item. I got you. Let, let me back up yes. a, a couple steps here. My listening friend, I want you to pay close attention to this because I'm going to ask, John, you, you, most of the people that are listening are believers mm-hmm. or semi-believers. Right, gotcha. And I, I want them to know what an invested time with us today on the radio is going to garner for them, right especially on. if they are in, you know, their kids are going off to school. Yes. Uh, we want them to have a, a firm foundation of the mm-hmm. kind of things that God would like to have them yes. learn based on scripture. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and we're going to explore some of the maladies in education, uh, for even from a biblical standpoint, right. but even in today's education, and we're going to give them some solutions as well. Solutions and Kaz, I'm hoping we'll give them things that they can not just think about, discuss. Yes. They can go to the street. Part, part of the thing, as I said to you, I said, let's take it to the street. Yes. Because sitting at home or in our pews going, oh gosh, I love Jesus, is not changing anything. But I want to change the school, the street, the business, the local things. And how do we do that? We walk out there and do it. Okay, good. John Neal, I'm a, a prayer shield and... Uh, so many other things. I, I'm just so impressed. You, you've been a friend for some time. So yes. I, I, Blessed I, to be so. And, and ditto. But my listening friend, what we're going to do in this program is we're going to walk you through the educational system, strengths and weaknesses, and inter- incorporate the Judeo-Christian mentality and strategy. And we're going to tell you exactly where we are in education and the dangers about where we are mm-hmm. and how God wants to change that and improve that. And many of the people that are going to be doing that are sitting in the seats you're sitting in. So we're going to be talking through those things as John Neal and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. And you know, school has begun or is beginning. And there's some things you might want to know, especially if you're a parent of a young person going back to school. 
You know, there are ulterior motives in a school environment these days, mm-hmm. and you'd best beware of what those are. But I thought we'd spend a little bit of time going through the history of school and education so you can see where that sprung from and where God's intention with Judeo-Christian education springs from. And to help me do that is a high school historian, a Prayer Shield Ministries uh, and Sealed Team Ministries leader, John Neal. Hey, John. Thank you, Kev. You know, we, we talked we, looking at, during the break and looking yes. at a phrase in our list of things we wanted to discuss. You talked about, we want to talk a little bit about Bible and history. You say collision or collaboration. Yes. What, what, what is that? You know, if we look in the school environment right now, you know, the, the will and desire of parents is in a collision course Correct. with what the some of the school administration want to do, and it almost seems like we're outnumbered in many ways. But the, but this is a, a standard operating procedure in education. People want to take away your education freedom and insert their personal education to thwart your point of view. And what what is the what what's your meaning between collision and collaboration? Talk well, about I, that. You laid it out nicely. In that collaboration means. We work together not only with the Word of God, which yes. obviously us as followers of Yeshua, that's vital. Yes. But not only that, but we work in collaboration with that student, with the people, with the community. Knowing what is reported for La Mesa, California, is different than what's important for La Jolla. Mm-hmm. And what the kids need and that collaboration of what the parents want should be part of the process. And in most cases, it's pushed to one side. Mm-hmm. We, we more and more s- these days. More and more these days than ever before. Sure. You know, and if we, if we go in the collision aspect, that's what's been happening the past 50 years in education. There's been a collision of values, collision of what is right, what is wrong. We no longer are allowed to teach what is right or wrong because that might offend somebody. So that is the collision part. Collaboration, I want to go back. Was it back to the future or the future go back? <laughs> in the beginning. Yes. We all know. The, the word says, in the beginning, God. Okay? And what's so important on that is how, this is how God starts his word. Okay? Now, I, I'm, I'm a history teacher, so I've got to say something that's going to shock some people. So if you get phone calls, his name is Kaz Taylor. Yes, yes. T-A-Y-L-O-R. Uh, uh, he, there is no Old and New Testament. The Old and New Testament is something that was created in European culture to kind of divide everything up, organize it, put structures, put chapters, put verses, number everything, so it's easier for us to kind of utilize it within the church to teach people. But truly, if you look at the words and what you, God has laid out, there is the testament of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which goes all the way from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelations. Yes. And so, but the problem is, is that we have been trained over the years, this is. This is what it is. It is the New Testament. It is the Old Testament. And because of that, quite often in the church, we kind of slip away. Yeah. Hey, we're New Testament people. You know, that Old Testament's kind of cool, but that's for them when it is one complete word. And if we don't understand the beginning, yes. it's, you cannot build a house without a foundation. And you've got to have that foundation. So as we've shared before, those very first simple words in the beginning, uh, in the ancient Hebrew, not, not the modern Hebrew, but in the ancient Hebrew, they literally, literally what they mean, Kaz, is those words. When you break down the letters yes. of in the beginning, it means <clears throat> the house of the highest one, God, shall be destroyed by his own hand on a cross. My, I have to sip on that one. That's The heavy. entire gospel that we, Jesus came, he died for our sins on a cross. It is literally written in ancient Hebrew. 
in the first words of the New Testament. So we've got to understand the connection. Now, that connection takes us in every aspect of history. We've got to understand the connection of what happened 250 years ago in America, what happened 2,000 years ago at the cross, what happened 6,000 years ago at Creation Point, because in understanding that, we now know where we came from. I'm off, I've got an adopted sister, love her, Miss yes. Dina, and Miss Dina is adopted. Love her, she's awesome, she's been with us since she was a baby. The, when she found out she was adopted, 16 or so, the first thing she wanted to do is she wanted to go find her birth parents. Perfectly logical. The thing is, she didn't at that point know who she was. Mm-hmm. And now she wanted to find who she was. And she had all the blessings and love of the family, but she needed that aspect. In education, we have the same problem. We want to just simply take a little piece of it and go, okay, learn this. Well, but if you don't understand the basis of why you're learning it, it's a waste of time. So why the, what happened with education in the church? Education in the church began this way. You had education all the way through the New Testament. You're teaching, teaching, teaching. We get to the New Testament, because most of our followers here are New Testament people. We get the New Testament. The church began doing education. The first schools were done through church right, the education. Free, the first universities. The yes. first in the United States. Let's yeah. bring it all the way forward to the United States. The first education. Those, all those colleges were Bible colleges, colleges for pastors, leadership co- They were all Christian churches. Yale, Harvard, that's where they started. Mm-hmm. We've transitioned them away. Now, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, the why we transitioned away. <laughs> but, but, but going back to the beginning part, the education process was to, obviously, simple word, educate the people. Teach them what they need to know. The problem is we've changed what they need to know. We tell them, oh, gosh, you don't worry about that. That's old school. Don't worry about that. That's from the old day. Well, you know, we, that's the Bible. Well, I'm sorry. There is no greater evidence right. of a book, and a group of books, we all know 66 books, than the Bible. Yes. If you were to go to the book of Homer, all, this, all the people who did high school, even the kids today, they're going to read the Iliad, the Odyssey. There are approximately seven copies of the Homer's Iliad. Here's the thing. They were never written by Homer. Homer was an oral traditionist, meaning 600 years so, after he yes, was dead. They were transcribed? Someone transcribed yeah. them. And of those transcribed ones, there's only, only six to seven copies. Uh, something has uh, Aristotle's work on democracy. Uh, there's 140 copies. Oh, my. Uh, you look at all these books that everyone takes as, hey, these are fact. These are the basis of our knowledge, particularly in East, Western culture. Sure. And you go, oh, well, the biggest one, 160 copies. Yes. Now, you take the New Testament by itself with transcripts and parts, most of which were, which were written 60 to 90 years, years after, after right. the actual events, okay, uh, there is an excess of 20,000. Yes. And, and so and you then stack when you go, up. Yeah, when, or when you go to the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> now we take book of Isaiah we go and Old others. and New yeah, Testament, and please. we now have 64,000 documentation yes. compared to. But no one ever argues, well, gosh, you know, Homer probably didn't write this because with 10 copies. Yes. But they have been trained educated to believe this is true, but what that Bible, that can't be true. So part of the problem has been we have changed the method of education, not to education of knowledge to help people do what they need to do, to now we've become politically correct. Now we're training the people to do and think the way we want them to think in a particular government sense, political Mm -hmm. sense. That becomes one of the major problems. I think if you look back at history, you would know this better than I, but as you look back at history, the transition of education had everything to do with the party, the governing party in power. And, you know, they may rewrite uh, history and 
you poor history teachers are oftentimes mm-hmm. uh, sequestered to to teach the history that has been newly given to you rather than to go back to the origin of history. And we know where the origin of history is. It's in the Word of God. His story. Yes. Very good. Yeah, yes, yes. So we've got about two minutes left in this segment. Set us up for the next segment. Quick run. In that education process, understand how they went through it. We go back to the first church you want to understand, the first education thing, is Jerusalem. Yes. The Council of Jerusalem. And what do we see? Oh, Peter said, Paul said, okay, we're all cool with that. Then we move forward, and of course, by 70 AD, Titus comes through, Jerusalem is destroyed, the dysphoria happens, and they push the Jews all across the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, education changes. Now people start going, wait a minute, being a Jew gets me in trouble because the Romans didn't like the Jews. They yeah. didn't pay the taxes. They were kind of rebelling all the time. They're a little stubborn, et cetera, like us. Yeah. And so there we go. Well, now that disperses, and there was a desire in the part of the Western church to go, we're not going to associate with those people because the Romans hate them. Yes, but also we're not going to associate with that degree of teaching as well. We're going to minimize, at best, minimize the Judeo-Christian perspective and make it our Christian point of view only. And the things that we are missing, you know, my wife is studying uh, Torah and things Mm -hmm. like that, and when she's hearing these teachings about the Torah, she goes, this is remarkable. Yes. But God says it's been remarkable for a number of thousands of years, please. Since in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, in the next segment, we're going to have, I think, uh, Earl Clampett, our friend who has a radio show beginning on Cape Praise Mm -hmm. this uh, Sunday. I'm going to have him come on and share a little bit about that. But then we're going to dig more deeply into this as well. But I'll tell you what, my my listening friend, if you don't incorporate God's Word into your education— I got to tell you, your education is awry, and it has ulterior motives within it that were never intended to be ulterior motives from God's perspective. Uh, John Neal and I are going to talk about those things and others when we come right to back. More come together, San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Come together, San Diego with Cass Taylor on K Praise. Well, hello, my friends, especially those of you who have youngsters, uh, you you know, you're the mom and dad of somebody who's uh, getting into school or you're an aunt or an uncle or you're a grandmother or grandfather. And these children are going into school and you know that there's some dangers right now in the world of education. Some people are teaching things that you don't want your kids to know and they may be even giving your children some freedom to do things without the parents even knowing. I mean, this is very dangerous. We're in a dangerous place right now. So we decided to invest this entire two-hour broadcast talking about education, and I have as my co-host with me uh, high school historian and the co-founder of Prayer Shield Ministries and Sealed Team Ministries, John Neal. Hey, John. Hey, Kaz. You know, there's another person we've had on, we've got on the line here, and I think yes. it's appropriate to bring him on right now. Ah. His name is Earl Clampett. He's a d- dear friend of both of ours. Yes, indeed. Of all of ours here in the studio. And uh, he has Simple Truth Ministries. But I think it's appropriate because, John, you and I are talking about uh, education and miseducation. Right. And, and one, of the, one of the things that has been miseducation, miseducated in church environments and outside of church mm-hmm. environments is the way we've been trained to think. And we've right. been trained to think in a way that takes away the Judeo-Christian value and influences the non-Judeo-Christian values. Right. So, uh, Excellent. You know, one of the things which we were just talking about yes. during the break— 
through the various councils. Everybody heard of the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Trent, the Council, all these different councils. During these councils, what basically happened in the Western Church is, and this is Protestant and Catholic, yes. is it the movement away from the original Jesus yes. to a Western Greek allowed yes. version of Jesus. A non-Jewish Jesus. A non-Jewish Jesus. <laughs> you know, and my kids are always stunned when I say, by the way, we're talking about the Roman Empire. We're talking Christianity now. Uh, here's Jesus. He was a Jew. And they go, wait a wait minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. That doesn't fit my understanding. <laughs> That's right. That's but right. he, this is somebody who's going to blow your mind, too, with his point of view, because I believe it's a biblical point of view. Yes. Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries. How you doing, Earl? I'm doing great, guys. How are both of you? Uh, we're doing fine. Margie's Excellent. in the studio praying like crazy. As well, she's 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 waving. She's waving. I know you guys are fine because she's praying for you. Yes, no kidding. Strong prayers. So you know, I thought it was really appropriate. Number one to talk with since we're talking about education and one of the heart cries of yours is the the way that we educate ourselves. Sometimes is in uh, this happens, we check off the box, and then this happens, and we check off the box. God's point of view is not linear, it's circular, and this really has everything to do with our current education as well. But, Earl Clampett, you've also begun and are beginning a radio broadcast on K-Praise, not on Saturdays like has, oh no, but on Sundays, what I think is at 11 a.m. Tell us a little bit about that, and we'll delve into some of the topics that you're going to deal with as it it runs in tandem with what we're talking about on education. Earl Clampett, what's going on? All right, Thank you. Well, um, the Lord opened a door over at K-Praise, and um, it's going to be um, what I'm going to call, um, it's a unique sort of a broadcast, but it, it's going to serve as um, a kingdom training platform. I mean, John's, uh, his education and his, and his passion in life is all about education and training, and uh, mine is also. But what we're going to have as a foundation in the show is basically to prepare the the body of Christ for the momentous times that we find ourselves in right now. And so this is going to serve as a kingdom training platform. We're going to challenge um, church tradition. We're not going to do it with hostility, but we're going to do it with a view to uh, assess the biblical validity of what is taught and what is lived. And so uh, basically we're telling them, look, we're going to take a journey of cultural, uh, cultural context and uh, we're going to look at a fresh way to more thoroughly uh, understand the kingdom ways of God. You know, l- learn the rules of engagement, the rules of uh, the game, so to speak, of the unseen world and how it impacts the material world. Yes. So, what is and, the name? Uh, of, what is the name of your broadcast, Earl? It's called Simple Truth Moments, and it begins at 11 a.m. of for it's from 11 to 12 noon uh, every Sunday morning. And uh, our first two shows have already been pre-recorded. Tomorrow's show, uh, 11 o'clock, is um, what is the biblical definition of eternal life? Uh, that's going to be the it's the first uh, show with asking that first question. A lot of people think eternal life in a linear way that John Neal was talking about, linear, linear Greek thinking. Um, but when we go to the Bible, uh, a lot of times we'll find out that this is a book that consists of 66 books and 40 authors, most of which, most of whom, 39 out of the 40, were all Jewish, including um, the Messiah, uh, Yeshua, Jesus, who showed up as our Savior, our Deliverer. He was Jewish throughout. 
and through and through. So we have to learn the context of a Jewish book. We, I, we try to Greekify, that's a word I made up, Greekify, make <laughs> Westerns and linear, a circular, cyclical sort of story. And so in, instead of a transportation sort of story, it's going to be, uh, we think what the biblical uh, construct is, is more transformational uh, from the power of Satan over to the image and likeness of God. Sure. And that's what, what, that's what Paul uh, explained to King Agrippa in Acts 26. And I think that's the transition and transformation that we're going to be talking about. The second show uh, on September 11th uh, it deals with the question, how does God connect authority and power as to what we're supposed to do as co-regents with God, serving with him in a co-mission as he sends out apostles and sends out disciples. What sort of authority did he give us, and how do we tap in to the power um, that it was displayed when Jesus is saying to us in this time, even greater works yes. will we do? And we're going to study how that, you know, what that looks like and how that comes together. Well, Earl Clamp at Simple Truth Ministries has a program at 11 o'clock on Sundays. That's tomorrow, my friend. So you might want to make a note of that. 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. on this coming Sunday, and then every Sunday thereafter. It's called Simple Truth Moments with Earl Clampett. And I, he he cares so much about education as well. And both he and John Neal, uh, while they have different, they speak differently about that, they coming from the same perspective and how much of God and God's Word is in the educational word these days? Not so much because we've violated God's strategies in the Judeo-Christian uh, education. And you're going to spend some time talking about that too, are you not, Earl Clampett? And, and John, what did you like to well, say? You know, I was going to say, and, and one thing really important, Earl's going to bring something which I think is awesome. It's going to take you to a foundation, a base, which most people need. But there's a thing that people don't understand. I've had so many pastors and brothers in the Lord say to me, well, John, you're getting all Jewish on me. You're getting all, you know, <laughs> I'm going, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Our Messiah, our Christ was Jewish. Yes. So understand it's important. But this is not about the body that we know of as the body of Christ becoming a Jewish body or becoming, quote, unquote, a Christian body. It is one body in Messiah. And the word is clear. We just got done doing a conference June 4th. You were there. One new man, no male, no female, no free, no slave, and no Greek and no Jew. We are one Mm. in Messiah. But to understand what we said earlier, the foundations of a building are required to make a strong building. So when Earl's bringing this stuff in his book, The Blueprint. I'm giving you a plug there, by the way, a shameless plug. The Blueprint. Thank you. <laughs> excellent book because it deals with this subject. Not to make you, okay, you're not, you can't eat bacon anymore and you have to do this. No, no, no. To bring you to an understanding of why it is God established it this way. And in that understanding, you can now explode in yes. the knowledge and yes. the growth you have. And you can also expand in the current education that you have yes. as well. So uh, you've got two minutes, Earl Clampett. Use this to promote your show, and then we'll let you go. But uh, I, I, my listening friend, I want you to pay close attention to this. If you want to understand where our education in America has gone awry, it is because we have taken away God's stuff out of education. You know, the ed- education began with the reader's using Scripture as the, the the text. So you got about a minute and a half to, to, to share your wares, Earl Clampett. 
Okay, real quick, I want to thank uh, John Neal for the transition process that he shared with me This just beginning at this show. He made me uh, from an Irishman to a Scotsman because <laughs> instead of Earl Clampett, he said Earl Campbell. Yeah. So I'm now part oh. of the other clan, and I appreciate John for doing that. You, you heard that, too. I heard it, too. Uh, good but... man, good man. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And he, I have a Claymore sword that he gave me, so I'm part of the clan now. But seriously, um, if you were to go, Kaz, to... Uh, Japan to learn Japanese culture, Japanese language, Japanese history. You want to learn everything Japanese, the food, the everything, the cuisine. And you were going to spend five weeks there during the summer. And in your language class, first morning, the language teacher comes up and he has a whole bunch of books and he hands out the books and they're all um, Russian dictionaries. Yes. Um, would you raise your hand and ask a question and say, well, wait a minute, why do I have a Russian dictionary if I want to learn Japanese culture and everything Japanese? Well, the Bible is a Jewish book. It's yes. a Jewish story about a Jewish culture and a Jewish family. And all the nations, we're not second-class citizens. All of the prototype that God wants to do with the with the Jews, the chosen people, are for ultimately the benefits of us Everyone. Gentiles. Yes. yes, and so we 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 always say, oh well, are they better than us? No, God's making one family, like yes. John explained earlier. And so all I'm saying is, is we need to get context, and when we study the Bible, because we don't understand the context. Yes. Okay, Earl, uh, quickly, the name of your radio show and when people can listen to it, because I want people to pay close attention to this because you've, you're you burgeoning with stuff. Earl, All right, uh, we so just have a minute uh, left. All Less. right, so uh, every, every Sunday morning beginning at 11 a.m. for an hour show, 11 to 12, it's called Simple Truth Moments, and we are going to basically uh, take on and challenge people to think and we're going to ask a lot of questions and say questions that they're not going to hear at church. And by the way, I guess there are a lot of people who didn't come back to church after COVID. So yeah. if you're at home, yep. uh, you know, I'm wondering, what am I going to listen to? Tune in at 11 o'clock a.m. at 1210 a.m. K-Praise. Simple Truth Moments. And we will challenge you. Thank you, Earl Clampett. God bless you, man. And uh, I'm excited to hear your program and about your program tomorrow at 11 a.m. Simple Truth Moments. Earl Clampett. Thank you, Earl. Thanks, guys. Okay. God bless you. I, this is a great springboard to get into oh, some yes. other stuff. Oh, yes. John. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about knowledge in the next section and the rejection thereof. Yes. And then explain that, how that works in the public school system so the parents know yes. what can be done in public school and what can't be done. Yes. We're going to talk more about those things when John Neal and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. You know, there's an interesting scripture that says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. And uh, if you look at today's school system, it's apparent that... uh, 
there's a lot of perishing going on. The, the truth is not being told in the school environment, and it's because of lack of knowledge. You go, I'm in, it's a school system. That's where knowledge is born, actually. No, it's not where knowledge is born. Knowledge is born through God and through the heart of God and in his word. And if those things are being taught in a school environment and through a school environment, then it's not going to be a lack of knowledge. In fact, there's a there's an Person, a person in the Godhead called the Holy Spirit, and Holy Amen. Spirit can intercede into the school environment and even change the way people learn. John Neal is with me, and I'm going to hand the baton to you early here in this right, segment sir. to share what we're going to be talking about. My my friend, if you've got children or grandchildren or neighbors that are ch- children that are going into in the school system, and you know some of the things in the school system are adverse to what you want them taught. Uh, John Neal is here to help you uh, wade through that and give you some solutions. How, where would you like to take this, well, John Neal? I'm going to take it the next step to what you said. You said, uh, my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. But the next verse says, because you have rejected knowledge. Ooh, ooh. Part of our problem is we in the body yes. and we as families have rejected knowledge. See, the first and foremost teacher that you have is your parents, mm-hmm. bar none. I was blessed. I had a grandfather. My parents were divorced when I was very young. I had a grandfather who, the first three or four years of my life, spoke in my life, taught me. Before I ever went to a school, I learned from him. That has to be our first point of education. What we have done in a lot of ways, and this is, and I understand, boy, I'm busy. I got a job. I got to make paycheck. I understand. But we have lost and left our job. Our job is to raise those children from the way they're to go. The school is part of the process, but we have now made the school the main teacher of our children. That's a major problem. That's a major problem. We have lots of opportunities. You as a parent have the opportunity to get involved with your school. And you can say, well, I'm busy, but I'm going to remind you, your kids. Yes. Your kids. Um, My dear mom, she will tell you about uh, one kid who went one way and one kid went the other way. And all the difficulties, the pains, the hurt, the emotions that went through her life because of what my brother did. Yes. Uh, this is not something I wish on any parent, yes. any parent. So we need to get, but how do we do that? Simple methodologies. One, involvement. Make those phone calls. Be there. Talking to the teacher. If there's a parent shadow day or there's a meet the teacher night at your school, don't do what a lot of us do. We go, hey, yeah, but it's a football game that night. Oh, I, I'm doing this. No, Go. Because when, the, when I, as a teacher, saw a parent there, mm-hmm. I now knew I had a, 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 an ally. Yes. I had someone to help me. But also accountability. Accountability, because they're asking me questions. <clears throat> and as a teacher, I'm looking for what, what do they need for education. My best recommendation for you is to know not only what your teacher is doing, what they're teaching. Most teachers have syllabus. Most teachers do things on Google Classroom or all these various formats where you as the parent can go in, go click, click, and see exactly what your kids are being taught. Not every lecture, but the information is being taught. And then you can ask questions. Or you can make recommendations. Hey, this is a really a great book you have here. Don't go in threatening. Don't go in attacking. But go in with the idea of, hey, how do, how do I improve my ed- kids' education? I've got some great books I'd like them to read. Yes. So I, instead of you reading that book, can he read uh, C.S. Lewis's book? Well, yeah, but we don't do things that way. Right, because we've chosen not to. Not because it's not allowed. As See, a that, teacher, that's, a, that's a key point. That's we, we th- they, they would think of knowledge. That's right. They think it's not allowed, but it right. is allowed, If you, but you have to comprehend that. Totally. And let's go to the radical things of what's allowed. 
We all know that most of the schools, most schools out there, private school, excuse me, public schools, are teaching uh, evolution. Mm-hmm. Standard procedure, evolutionary theory. I always laugh because I show my students at the beginning of the school year a picture of a petroglyph cave drawing of a dinosaur. And they say, what's that? And I go, what does it look like? They go, it looks like a dinosaur. I said, that's right. And then I go on. And they go, wait a minute. Dinosaurs, <laughs> I was taught in school, dinosaurs died 63 million years ago. I go, that's correct. And then I go on. And they come, well, wait a minute. Because I'm making them think. Mm-hmm. I'm making them break through the process of what they've just been taught to regurgitate. We in education, by and large, we have what's called the regurgitation system. I shove it down your throat. You, If you'll excuse me, barf it up on test day, and you forget about it. <laughs> that is not education. No. That is simply training people to regurgitate. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want my kids to think, critical thinking. A lot of my students didn't like it. You're making me think. Yeah, get over it. You're going to be just fine. But here's the deal. Evolution's being taught. They teach it as a fact, even though in every science book in the state of California, it says evolutionary theory. Right. But they teach it in the class as a fact. They do not teach creation. But here's the cool thing, Kaz. In the California State Ed Code, go check it out. Uh, Eric Brugner, which I think you had here on show oh, last year sometime, he's got all the ed codes of all the states in the United States. On the ed, in the ed code of the state of California, it says you will teach evolution theory and creation theory co-equally. Say that again. Listen to this, you my friend. You will teach evolution theory and creation theory co-equally. My, my. You are expected by the state California ed code because both are considered theories, not proven facts. But the thing is, because <clears throat> we, the public, and this includes mom and dad, this includes the, the whole church system, this includes the, the political system, we've gone, well, just don't rock the boat. Don't talk to anybody. You might offend somebody. So they're just talking evolution. They're just talking evolution. They never, I've, I've had, in the 20 years I've taught, I had two teachers out of maybe two, uh, two dozen science teachers who would mention evolution. You mean, mention evolution. You mean creation. In, I'm sorry, creation in yes. their class. Yes. In their class. Nobody else would do it. And all went, well, but I can't do that. And I'd say, why not? And I'd show them the ed code. They'd go, I didn't know that. That's right. Now, these are people who've gone to college to become teachers. But they're never taught that. They're never explained that. Therefore, my people die from a lack of knowledge yeah. and rejection of knowledge. Some of the stuff we don't know. Some of the stuff we're simply afraid to do anything about. Yes. And if we're afraid to do anything about it, well, we've got a problem there, which we'll have to discuss on another show. Yeah. The other point is this. Something as simple as Christianity. As a history teacher, I taught world history primarily. World history teacher, I teach all the religions of the world. Okay, so I teach all the basics, and I told uh, my part of my job is explain what Hindus believe, what Muslims believe, what Christians believe. So I give the belief system as well as the specifics of each religion. Well, all of a sudden I'm looking at this and I'm going, well, what's the Ed Code say? This says I'm supposed to teach education, but it says specifically in the California State Ed Code, teach Christianity as Peter and Paul did. Say that again. That's what the code says? That's what the code says. Teach (laughs) as Peter and Paul did, because that gives you the foundations of what Christianity is about. Yes. And so I can sit there and tell the kids, you know, basically, without violating any ed code, I can give them the entire gospel message. Now, here's what always happens, Kaz. I will have a group of kids who will say to me, oh, wait a minute. Wow. So he's real. You can prove he's real. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That means he's God. And I go, well, that's a choice you'll have to make. I teach history. I don't teach faith. Oh, I like it. Because I'm not there to proselytize. That's not my job. No. But I'm there to teach facts. 
Yes. That type of stuff is written in the Ed Code. And when we, as parents, demand it, you know, and again, I'm saying demand in the sense of that's my kid, therefore I'm going to force the issue. I'm not saying be violent, be, no. you know, you'll break the school down. I'm saying go out there and say, this is what the Ed Code says. What are you doing in your class? But this you, is the Ed Code, what are you doing? And it has to go deeper than just the, the yes. it has to go deeper than the teacher. It has to go even yes. into the the whole faculty. It has to go into, right. into the entire system. And first, it's got to be in your system. home. Yeah. Say that again. First, it has to be in <laughs> your home. Oh, if your kids don't get it from mommy and daddy, they're, they're not going to learn it from a teacher who has them for 55 minutes yes. a day. You've got them all day long. You need to be pounding that into them. Yes. And I mean pounding them. You know, people say, oh, you're, you're brainwashing your children. I said, that's right. That's my job, to brainwash my children the way yeah. God told me to raise them. Yes, yes, Exactly. Yes. We're gonna, can we talk more about that in the, in the next hour? I, I think that's remarkable. You know, in this first hour, uh, John Neal, uh, high school historian, uh, teacher, uh, coach, uh, uh, and a co-founder of Prayer Shield Ministries and Sealed Team Ministries, John Neal and I have been talking about kind of an overview of education on a bigger picture. In the last hour, <clears throat> John Neal and I are going to get into the specifics of what it's about, but also what you can do right now in your educational system that can impact things. And if the school refuses to do it, there's also a private school environment as well. But you know what? The California Code allows the teachers to do this. You might just be instrumental to uh, open their eyes on something like this and provide them with the resources. We'll talk to you a little bit more about these things and much more when John, Neil, and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Tremendously, remarkably important topic that we're dealing with here. Many of you have youngsters going back into the school system. Sometimes it's a public school system. Sometimes it's a church school system or a private school environment. Nonetheless, you need to be aware that the enemy realizes if he can influence the education of young people, that that uh, miseducation can carry through that child's entire life and impact a lot of people or negatively impact a lot of people. So, you know, maybe most prolifically from the 60s and um, and beyond uh, in, into present-day times, things like Judeo-Christian values and things like that you know, have taken second place, if any place whatsoever. John Neal is here with me. We've spent the first hour talking about the broad picture about education and miseducation, and specifically in the San Diego, uh, let's say, California school mm-hmm. system as well, and some of the codes and things like that. So, John, I think in this last hour, let's— We've given the kind of the broad perspective. Let's right. uh, assess what our, our listening friends who are having children back into school, right. what they can do about it, because right. there is something that can be done. You're a high school teacher. You've right. you realize what the code says, and you've taught uh, God stuff. Yes. As a result of that. Yes. Well, you know, and what you're simply got to do is understanding as a teacher, and for my teacher friends out there who are listening, Christian teacher friends who are listening to the thing, you have the authority according to the code of education in the state of California, and more importantly, by the Word of God, to speak the truth in love. Yes. But also, you know what? Because we are, what does it say? Be gentle, (laughs) gentle as doves, wise as serpents. You can teach it in such a way 
that it just amalgamates. It just blows into, flows through your stuff without being, you're, you're not proselytizing. That's not your job. So, for example, in my history class, every day we do a daily write. The kids would have three to five minutes. They'd write, explain what they think about some quote up on the board. And I'd have Aristotle. I'd have a variety of people there. And I would also have Paul and the Psalms and David and Scripture. And I would just put Middle Eastern proverb, which is what it was. It's the Proverbs. So I'd put that up there. And the kids would go, that's because God's truth is God's truth. Yes. So you can blend that into the classroom, and it makes perfect sense. It was not that long ago, even on my campus, uh, in, in the Grossmont High School District, where um, we had a Bible college, a, a, excuse me, a Bible class. Yes. And they taught Bible is lit. Okay, now that's changed because, oh, we got to be politically correct. So there's things you can do. Has a parent, the things that you want to do, as we've already said, you're responsible for your kids' education. And I know that's really, and I, I say that because my mom was a divorced mom, single mom for years, had three children working three jobs. Where did she have the extra time? Do not think for one moment I'm just flippantly saying, oh, just go get involved. It's not. It's easy. It's not. But it's a choice that we have to sometimes make. And it means putting some things aside and doing other things. And as Kaz said, maybe it means being radical and saying, well, maybe my child doesn't belong in a public school. Maybe I need to look at the Christian school down the street or a private school or even charter schools. Because yeah. charter schools, yes, they're public, but charter schools have a different system that they utilize, yep. and they're more open to different forms of education. So you doing that for your kid, that's vitally important. Let me let me jump in yes. here. You know, Grand Reese with Salt and Light yes. Council is a friend of ours, and she spends a lot of time on the education side. Mm-hmm. And she they have a, write this down if you'd like, it's called publicschoolexit.com, yes. publicschoolexit.com. And within that site, you'll find different uh, uh, different places that your children can go, and education that they need to know about what you can do and you can't do, right. uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful uh, resource. And let's take the step, the next step with that. Yes, private school. Yes, public school. Yes, pri- charter school. Yes. But homeschooling. Oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh. There is such a, my daughter uh, is a homeschooler. She has two, three children. She has two at the school age. She homeschools them both. Um, and they do some time in a classroom, sometimes, most of the time with mom at home. Uh, Margie, my wife, who's sitting here with us, she is a uh, elementary school teacher. She has that background. So there are opportunities. And Dran Reese's public school exit yes. has information on how to hook with a local uh, public school, how to hook with the local private schools, how to hook up with the local homeschool program. Yes, and what you uh, can do legally and yes. make your stand. And, yeah, and, and, and another another guy who's on the KPRZ Rodeo, good old uh, rodeo. <laughs> it is a rodeo with Kaz sometimes. <laughs> it is yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, on radio is uh, uh, Kevin Conover. Yes. Educateforlife.com. This has all this information that can be used in the private school, public school, and homeschooling. So those are things you can do literally this weekend. So you're looking at something, oh, gosh, I don't know. I, my, you know, It's been 20 years since I was in school. I don't know anything about this history stuff in class. Go to Educate for Life. Go to the public school exit and find the information so you can talk to your kids because – you know, they're going to look to mom and dad. And if sure. mom and dad think it's important, they're not going to think it's important. Sure, but there's another author that you mentioned during the break, yes. uh, Eric. Eric Bruchner. Bru- 
and Eric, and I apologize. I, Eric, I'm sorry, Eric. I hope he's listening. I don't have his webpage. <laughs> Kaz, I will get it for you. But, but, and, yeah, and, and that's we'll fine. But let, 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 let's yeah. just spell his last name. I think it, it's Eric, B-R-U-S-E-C-H-E-R. Right. And he, what he has is virtually every, no, he's got every Ed Code in the entire United States. So he has it all broken down, and he has it also broken down in such a way you can look at his information and say, this is what I'm allowed to do as a Christian. This is a no-no. He's got it all laid out at his website. And I'm going to spell it to you, for you again, so yes. you can just look up his name and you can track yes. it down that way. Eric, E-R-I-C, Bruschner, uh, I don't know whether I pronounced it right I think or that's not. that's correct. B-R-U-S-E-C-H-E-R, B-R-U-S-E-C-H-E-R. Check it out. I mean, if you, it's, you know, if you're... Children are being educated. It's a good thing for you to be educated about that education. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got about, uh, let's just say, a minute or so. Okay. Where do we want to go in the next segment? On the ne- well, the next segment, we're going to talk about what the parent can do, not beyond the education aspect. What we can do as parents and has the body in the schools and helping them. We'll set some examples and give you some real world. Feet on the ground, take it to the streets, attitude. But what can I do? In other this, words, you know, you obviously going to the board meetings and things yes, like that. Even yes. beyond that, you can exactly. They they need people in the That's school right. system right. to help out right. with the school and the administration of the That's school right. and things like that. That could be Y O U. That's and right. uh, you know, a word fitly spoken is as apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Ooh. So you're in an environment where you you can you know you can influence. Your very personality, face it, you've got the personality, my listening friend, come alongside right. of, of, of teachers and administrators, and you can impact what they do just by your life and lifestyle. And maybe while well, you guys are breaking bread at lunch sometime or eating that cracker, you can go, have you thought about this? You'd be amazed at what these things can do. And when there are board meetings and school meetings, when your smiling face is there, you're not going to be shunned because they know you already. How about biblical bribery? Uh, you know what? I want to drop you off this Starbucks card to say thank you so much for educating my children. How can I help in the classroom? Oh my. And that's whether it's, Elementary school, junior high, or high school, most people don't think that way. Oh, you know, they don't want us there. No, they can use you. They're yes. always looking for volunteers. We'll talk about that. Yes, we're going to talk about those things and more. Yes. And if you're interested in be, uh, being uh, an inspiration to the educational system, instead of sitting back and going, that needs to change, this needs to change, why don't you take it upon yourself to have some education in this area, but also get involved in the school board or get involved in volunteer things. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in the next segments when John Neal and Kaz come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends. Yes, indeed, we are back. I've got John Neal with me and the school High school historian, uh, retired, quote-unquote, now he's beginning teaching again in a, in a more of a, a Christian school Christian environment. School. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you, you can't, you know, my friend, if you've retired, you look in the mirror, you realize that God really hasn't retired you. In fact, he's moved you on to bigger and better things and used what you've garnered so far as your stepping stone to get there oftentimes. There there so, John, I, I appreciate what you've done with our listening friends. You've been you know, educated them a bit on some of the the, you know, the overview of education and things like that. Now we're getting 
what I would like to call the boots on the ground, the actual how-to right. on this. And uh, where would you like to take people? My listening friend, especially if you're involved with children in the school environment. Um, or, or grandchildren. Or grandchildren or your next-door neighbor or whatever. These are things that you need to know because God's kids need to make – we need to make our stand to get the school system back. Uh, to get education in general back, but so many other things, government-related things back, uh, uh, medical things back, uh, family things back. You know, God needs to have his kids making our stands. This is one facet of making that stand. John? Woo! My goodness, so much going on. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. And I'm going to start the boots on the ground with an old one you've all heard a hundred times before. The way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. <laughs> because for some people, even people listening right now, they're going, oh, man, this is just too much. I'm overwhelmed. So, okay, don't go change the world. Change you. Change your children. Change your house. Change one aspect. And then build, build, build. Here's what happened. Up in San Bernardino, they had one of the worst high schools in the state of California. Lowest graduation rate. Highest pregnancy rate for teens, highest violence rate, rape, murder, you name it, all happening on this high school campus. Oh Drug rate, out the threat. Local pastor who had kids going to that campus was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So he and a group of pastors got together and they started praying and talking. Well, we got to help. We got to help. We got to help. Well, that is that nice cerebral thing. Yeah. Let's all pray and hope something happens. Well, what's the old adage? Uh, let's make sure if someone's starving, yes, pray for them. But give them but, a sandwich. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's pretty simple. So what they did is they a group of pastors got together. They contacted the local principal at that particular school and said, what do you need? And the principal said, oh, I'm sorry, you're the church. You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. They said, we're not asking to proselytize. We're asking you. You're in our neighborhood. Our kids go to your school there's a what do you need? Literally, they started dropping off boxes of, of copy paper because they didn't have enough copy paper. Yeah. They started blocking off backpacks, simple stuff the church could put together, and they would drop off. And then one day, the principal says, hey, you know what we really need? We really need to have, not security guards, we really just need to have some adults on the campus during the lunchtime. Responsible adults. Just responsible yep. adults who are just going to walk. They're not going to have to arrest people. They're just going to be there in case of a need. Well, the pastors got together and said, well, you know, we got a bunch of ex-military, <laughs> male and female. Yes, yes, yes. And we got a bunch <clears throat> of ex-Marines, Semper Fi, and we've got a bunch of ex-Navy and Army and Air Force, and, and, and we got ex-police, you know, law enforcement people. Would you guys be... And so they started going for one hour, rotating the shift, and suddenly what began to happen, Kaz? The kids began to notice these people. They're new. Oh, yeah, who are you? And, you know, the kids are cool, and they're older. They're not as cool. But all of a sudden, the kids started asking me questions. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Who yes. are you? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here doing security. I'm, I'm doing the, the lunch watch. Uh, where are you from? Oh, that church down the street? <laughs> oh, so you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you see, when a child asks you a question, as a teacher, an educator, or somebody in the system, if a child asks you a question, you are perfectly legal and allowed to Answer the question. Mm-hmm. No proselytization. Right. You're not allowed to. But you can say, someone says, well, are you a Christian, Mr. Neal? I, yes, I am, as a matter of fact. Well, what do you believe? I can tell you what I believe. And I would tell them what I believe. I can legally do that. Not a problem. They were then able to do that. Suddenly, Kaz, within a year's period, that school, from, from being the worst school with all those things I talked about in California to moving up to the mid-level and then become one of the top performing schools. 
oh my. in a two-year time period. The pastors start a thing called Pastors on Board. But here's the key, and this is where every person can be involved. Yes, all my pastor buddies, I want you out there. Prayer Shield, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Prayer Shield is praying with pastors and for pastors. That's the whole ministry. All my pastor buddies who are listening to Kaz, because you all listen to Kaz. They do. They do. They love you. I want you to call your people, not you. Yes, contact the local school. That's great. But what they did there at this, these churches, the five churches around this number one worst school in the entire state of California, what they did is they said, people, we need you this Saturday. We're going to hold a little barbecue here on campus, and then we're going to go walk and pray around the school. Mm, people, oh my. could you bring sack lunches for kids? People, could you bring backpacks? They brought the people and got them involved. Hey, how many of you are educators out there sitting in the pews? Would you mind going and doing tutoring? Would you mind going and teaching reading? They need yes. help. And one of the things, you know, we d- don't even realize that the schools really do need help. And there are people that are sitting in, this, in a church environment or involved right. in, religiously in other things. They go, I, you know, I wish I could do something. I wish I could do something. There are things you can do. You just have to know how to look and who to ask. I'll give you a simple one. I had a young lady who uh, was uh, from Mexico. Okay, in my classroom, she spoke no English. She read no English. She wrote nothing in English whatsoever. A lady came into my class and said, "Oh, well, I'm a mom of so and so, another student. Um, I speak fluent Spanish. I was born in Mexico City. Um, Maybe I could help her." And so we connected her with her parents, and then she would she would literally help her read the book. She'd go and she would come onto campus for an hour after school and spend time with this young lady. By the end of the year, that young lady's reading was up. Now she's not reading top level, but she's reading. reading. She's able to understand. So those kind of things any person can do, and they're legal, and they are desired. The breakdown is this: one, we don't think to do it. Yes, my. People die from a lack of knowledge. We don't know to do it. Or number two, we're afraid we can't. Oh, yes. we're not allowed to. And then there is a third one. There is some resistance sometimes. Sure, some schools like, well, you know, so what are you going to do? You're going to pray down the resistance. What you're going to do is they're going to say, well, thank you, but no thank you. And okay, great, we'll tell. Our target's going to be for the next two months, six months, whatever, we're just going to pray that God's peace will come over that administrator. Sure. That God, and that kind of stuff changes lives. Sure, plus praying in the neighborhood. Praying in the neighborhood. If you're, if you're, you know, on Saturday mornings or whenever, if you, you and a group of people are just around and you're not doing anything uh, obnoxious or anything right, like that, right, but you're right. just walking around and just you can, if you want to take a walk, walk around that neighborhood. That's right. And people might may say, you know, somebody's out watering the grass or maybe pretending to water the grass because of the drought well, thing. And, and, and re- remember what they're called. They're called public schools. They're called they public belong schools. to the public. That's right. And so unless the campus is locked down, meaning they've got gates and locks and everything, which some campuses do because of the necessity, but my campus near my house where I taught for 20 years, sure. oh, the most open campus in the entire world. Sure. And people walk on it and take walk their dog on sure. all through. But the- also in the neighborhoods, I mean, somebody's washing their car or That's doing right. something out in the air, they, and you have carry on a conversation with them, all of a sudden you've impacted the neighborhood right. and there, there may be some people in, in the neighborhood that would like to be involved in that as well. All, all of a sudden, you know, there, there's, uh, I like to identify people that have the ability to, to minister verbally mm-hmm. the gospel, mm-hmm. but there's also uh, a lifestyle ministry, That's life right. and lifestyle. Yeah. You know, just by your very nature, your countenance, people say, you're different. What makes you different? Aha, uh-huh, there's your open door. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, t- I'll take you one further. Let's take it into the school itself. And now we've got our set with, we've got, uh, for example, high school, we've got a automotive program. Yes. Okay. Well, there's the automotive guy. He's a teacher. He's a trained professional. He does a thing. Well, our automotive guy had seven volunteers. Seven people who said, oh, I'm an auto mechanic, I'm a retired auto mechanic, whatever. And they said, we'd love to come help you. Mm-hmm. They, get, they have to get cleared by the school, of course, sure. to work with the kids. Not a big deal. But all of a sudden, those guys are coming on campus. Three of them I know were solid Christians. And those kids are fixing the car, you know, and all of a sudden the guy slips the hammer. Oh, curses and screams. <laughs> and he's like, well, you probably shouldn't say that. Well, why? They start to have a discussion. Yes. They, and when it came to prom time. Prom time and winter formal, okay? Oh, dresses. We had a lady in the area. She would provide dresses. She would. She was a seamstress herself. That was her thing. And she got people to donate dresses for the kids who could not afford dresses for my, that big formal my. thing. And then she'd go to the high school and say, hey, by the way, ASB, student body, we're offering this service. And if you need it, here's the phone number, here's the email address, we can arrange it, we'll bring them on campus for you, whatever you want to do. But see, get creative in how you impact your school. You're an artist. Say, you know what, do you need painting done here? Not just painting like paint the the sill, but would you like a mural over there? Oh my. Would you like this? Oh my goodness, you can do so many things with so many gifts. You're a musician, help the drama department. Yes. There are so many things that you can do as a volunteer parent on the outside that are going to influence. And, of course, we're getting stealthy here. Here's the stealth (laughs) plan, okay? You're going to all become special operations people. Special operations 101. You pray. Yes. While you're doing all the stuff you're doing. You show that positive countenance while you're doing the stuff you're doing. And they look at you, as Kaz just said, and they go, okay, you're different. Everything in the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. But you're not panicking. Yes. You're not. Fr- Why? That's called lifestyle evangelism. Come on. Yeah. Come on. What, what was it? Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. <laughs> I love it. You know, my listening friend, I hope you're getting some ideas and innovations on ways to impact the educational system. Uh, you know, a lot of people, and this is valid, very valid, go to, you know, uh, school board meetings, committee meetings, and things like that, and voice, voice your opinion. But if you've uh, invested and ve- invested into that school district and the people, uh, you're going to be much even much better received in what you have to say. And then they're going to pay attention and go, you know what? This person has been in the school environment helping us. We need to listen to what they have to say. And they're, at that juncture, you're not identified as an enemy. You're uh, uh, different. You're perceived differently. So, John, what would you like to talk about? We've got 30 seconds for you to make the pitch for about the next 30 minutes. What we're we're going to talk about about. next is the physical aspect of prayer on the campuses, volunteerism on the campuses, and then, because we've got to get some leadership going, how we establish some leadership and how you and me can pray for our leaders. Very, very good. My listening friend, we're going to talk about the value of prayer in the school environment and volunteerism in the school environment. And we may even talk, we may even segue into the church environment and what the church can do in and of itself as well. So John Neal, Prayer Shield Ministries, uh, I I love it, and Sealed Team Ministries, John Neal and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. 
Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego. We've got about half an hour left in this broadcast. It began at 5 p.m. and goes all the way until 7. We're talking about education and miseducation and what you can do about that as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and restoring Judeo-Christian values that we have seemed to have lost over the years. John Neal is with me, a uh, high school historian, uh, a teacher, a uh, coach, uh, co-founder of Prayer Shield Ministries and Sealed Team. John, I have to laugh at live radio. What happens with live radio is anything can happen. That's right. And we have somebody we would like to introduce you to because he's a friend of John Neal's and it's the right topic. And John just happened to have his phone number. We've talked about it. I'm going to let you do an introduction here for our call-in guest. Right on. Well, you know, I, I met Eric years ago and he's been kind enough to keep me informed, updated. He has information that every parent, and I think every educator needs, and frankly, every district needs. He's worked and put together a program that allows us to find the ed code information for every state in the union. And it's this been is Eric. Amazing. Eric, how do you pronounce Eric, his name? Well, I always mispronounce your name, Eric. Uh, no, it's Eric Bueller. 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 Okay. Bueller. I had yeah. it misspelled on my list. So, no, he, no L, but that's all right. <laughs> okay, and he has, that's why I always mistake it. And he has a ministry, which is gogateways.org. Gogateways.org. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I was hoping, because I just got done telling them, Eric, that, you know, has a has a high school teacher myself for 20 years. I just retired in June, that, um, although I'm working now in a Christian school, that one of our discussions was the idea of things like in the Ed Code of the state of California, that you're allowed to teach creation and evolution. And it's actually written in the Ed Code. But the typical high school teacher has no clue, and as the scripture says, my people die from a lack of knowledge. And so yeah. I thought, wow, what a great thing. And if you don't mind, give us a little rundown of what you guys do uh, and what kind of ministry assets and resources you might have available. Sure. So, uh, yeah, our website is gogateways.org. The ministry is called Gateways to Better Education. And the idea is that the individuals in the public schools are the gateways to a better education, and we're just their guides to help them. They're the ones who have the relationships, and we just help them know how to use those relationships to be an influence. And, um, yeah, regarding the state academic standards, our team, we research every state's academic standards looking for where the Bible and Christianity can be included. And California is, believe it or not, one of the best in the country. I travel all over the country, and I have to go back and quote California and say, look, if they can do it in California, they can do it in Missouri. There you go. Here, for instance, here's an example. Uh, Sixth grade uh, history, when they learn about the Roman Empire and the birth of, of the Roman Empire and then the birth of Christianity, here's what the standard says when they're supposed to learn about Christianity. And I'm quoting now. Students will note the origins of Christianity in the Jewish messianic prophecies, the life and teachings of Jesus of Nazareth, as described in the New Testament, and how the Apostle Paul helped define and spread Christian beliefs. And then they put in parentheses, for example, belief in the Trinity, resurrection, and salvation. That's in the school code? (laughs) What's that? That's the school code. Yeah, it's their standard. It's a, it's a standard that says this is what you're supposed to learn at sixth grade. Now, in, and that's not from 1950. That's the current standard. And then in, uh, in seventh grade, and this they, they put in in 2016, 
It says, through reading of biblical literature, students will learn about the teachings of Jesus. I mean, full stop right there. What? What? They're supposed to read the Bible in seventh grade? That's what Amen. it says right there. In public school environment. Public schools. The teachings of Jesus, and at the end it says, Jesus be, uh, agreed with the Jewish belief in one God, but added eternal salvation to those who believe uh, in him as Savior. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Yeah, I feel so like I should a, say amen, Eric. I just, you know, I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's amazing. I mean, and they're supposed to learn about John Calvin. They're supposed to learn about Martin Luther. Um, they're supposed to learn about what it means to be uh, in the Declaration of Independence when it says all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. They specifically call that out and say students should understand what that means. <laughs> oh my my! I'm loving it. I'm love. Well, it's the thing which I think is so important. And, and again, we have this difficulty, and I know you face it all the time, where people simply and they're shocked because they simply do not know. And with that yeah. information, we now are armed not to go and tear the school down, not to blow places up, but we're armed with information, truth, and facts that we can now go in and say, "Hey." How can we make this effective inside this classroom, inside this school, inside this district? Because, as I'm saying there before my board, uh, district board, uh, here's what the education code says. How are you fulfilling your job as a board to implement the state code? Yes, yes. Just guess, how many uh, school districts and uh, administrators in those school districts know of these provisions uh, in, in in their code, yeah. how many? How many? Uh, really? What percentage? One percent? I, I literally. Yeah, it's very small. I, I have no. I, I can't give you a number no. there, but I'll tell you this from my experience, anecdotally. I when I speak all over the country, and I ask teachers, are they familiar with these standards? And they are not. And I know here in California, I mean, I've personally talked to to sixth grade teachers who had no idea that was in the sixth grade standard because if it's not in the textbook, they just don't teach it. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so. It, we get them to actually take a look and then think academically mm. about how their faith connects to the academic topics. And I find a lot of Christian teachers, unfortunately, I call it teaching with your Christian heart and not your Christian head. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they love their kids. They want to represent Christ to their kids. Uh, you know, they'll play Christian music in the background, or they'll um, they'll have a little prayer box on their desk, or they'll put the Bible there on their on their personal space in their desk, and those are all fine, but they don't actually integrate it into their teaching, right. and it is it just prolific across the curriculum that you can teach all about the Bible and Christianity as it relates to your subject. Right. Well, as I, I like to I say, know. no matter what subject you teach, there are. Every subject has a history. Right. Well, I know you got and, to chuckle when I when we first met, and I sent you a, a PowerPoint where I was doing uh, Roman history and I was doing Christianity, and, and basically you you wrote me a note back saying, "Okay, you have the complete gospel message here, and you have everything yeah. laid out, but you're doing it in a stealth manner. You're doing it in a manner. I'm not violating any laws. I'm not proselytizing. I'm simply teaching facts." facts. That's the yep. key. And when they're doing that. So, Eric, let me let me ask you this last question before I let you go. Sure. Uh, could you give me just, uh, you know, maybe a 60-second commercial on, on <laughs> Go, okay, a, a gateway to a better education and how they can contact you, your web page, sure. email, any of that stuff. Would you give me that now in 60 seconds? 
Yeah, we've got a ton of resources, very practical stuff um, at gogateways.org. And you can actually get California's standards, all our research, kindergarten through 12th grade, and all the laws that support this. By the way, there's a law in California that supports a teacher when they use the Bible in their classroom for something that's related to the academic standards. And so here's where you find it. Visit gogateways.org forward slash articles forward forward slash standards. Okay, I know it's a little long there, but gogateways.org forward slash articles forward slash standards, and it'll take you to the site where then you can say, hey, send me California standards, and we'll pop those to you. You are amazing. My brother, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Let's debug you on a Saturday night. You have just (laughs) given San Diego and other areas information that's going to change the county and the state. Oh, my. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Rick. God Amen. bless hey, you, thanks sir. Thanks so much. Have it's a great a pleasure. evening. God bless, brother. Well, <laughs> John, I, this blows my mind. I love uh, it. The fact that he was in your, your, your phone directory <laughs> and you, you called him to ask a question and he was available to come on the air for an entire segment. Yes. How remarkable. Yes. My listening friends, we're going to pay all this stuff off and everything else that you needed to know in the last segment. So don't go away. And I hope you're taking notes and you can revisit this on the podcast in a couple of days as well. My listening friend, you need to know that God loves education because he wants to educate you in the way of his nature, his his love for mankind, his love for uh, young kids. Are you kidding me? The whole thing. Amen. And uh, train Amen. up a child in the way they should go. Amen. He's helping you to do that right now. John, Neil, and I will talk more about this when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Aha, I got a laugh, got a smile. You know, uh, we originally had planned to have another entire hour about talking about NFL and things like that. But the way things worked out, the other person it was not available to come in. Couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. So we said, well, we're going to do the whole thing on education. As it turns out, this is a God thing for sure. And I, I, I'm with the, my high school historian friend and the leader of uh, Prayer Shield Ministries and SEALED team, John Neal, and we've been talking about education. We've been giving an overall point of view, and then we've been drilling down on what that means to us in this school system, in these school systems, not only in San Diego, but in California. And uh, we brought some people, a person in, and his name is Eric Buer. And uh, he gave us some insights on what the actual code says, as you had referenced before, John. <laughs> Amazing. Now, let's bring it down a little, uh, even closer right. to the ground here. Right. We talked a little bit about the ministry in which you are involved, right. you and Margie. It's Prayer Shield Ministries. So give us some information sure. about that, how people can find out more about that and get involved mm-hmm. in their school system right. now. We're going to take it this way. Prayer Shield started back in 1993. Yes. I went off to a Promise Keepers event. Our senior pastor had just had a moral failing, had to leave. God uh-huh. said to my heart strongly, you're not praying for your pastors or not. When I talked to all the elders and leaders of the men's ministry, I said, are we praying for pastor's restoration? They said, yes, amen. I said, were we praying before he fell? And there was dead silence in the room. 
because the attitude is quite often for our pastors and for our leaders, whether they're governmental leaders, teachers, whether they are pastors in the churches, radio show hosts, yes. we don't pray for them until after, after. there's a problem, mm-hmm. unless Kaz calls you up and says, be my prayer person ahead of time. Yes. Here's the deal. Prayer shield was started by God to us, us simply pray for leadership people. Confidential prayer. No names go out. Uh, everything is totally confidential, and I've been doing this. And the two or three pastors who told me I can say their names, uh, Pastor Jim Garlow here in San Diego, yes. Pastor Sean Mitchell here in San Diego, Pastor Roland Slade in El Cajon, these are men who are part of the group we pray with and pray for. If you don't, I'm not familiar with those names. Those yeah. are leaders, not only in San Diego and San Diego County, but uh, California-wise and nationwide and also internationally, Amen. these Amen. people. So here's the deal. We did this thing, God, and we've been doing this for years and years. We pray. It's all a phone call, text kind of thing, or an email thing. Hey, you need prayer, we pray. Done deal. But within that, some of the pastors are saying to me, well, John, you know, we like the idea of working with our school district. Boy, that thing that happened in San Bernardino, could you research it and bring us a package that we can do it here? Oh, my. So at prayershield.com, prayershield.com, one big long word, prayershield.com, we have a list of praying for pastors and places you can get seminars and all that kind of stuff. We do that. And, oh, by the way, one other thing, just so you know, uh, it's free. Yes. We don't charge for yes. these things. It's all a matter. This is God's word. But second item down, you'll find it says high school ministry. Now, this can be used for any school, high school, elementary school, private school, Christian school, doesn't matter. But the initial stage was high school usage. So what you'll find there when you click on that web page is you're going to find all the data. You're going to find the methodology of how can we physically do this. Because again, what was our scripture verse? Dying from lack of knowledge. Some people are like, oh, I'd love to pray for the school, but how do I do it? That's right. How can I do it? Is is it legal? So what we've done is we've broken it down. The legal implications and the pure methodology. And the big key is... Pastors, listen to me. This is not another job for pastor. Yes. What I want, what I pray will happen is that people, you a parent, you'll say, gosh, I want prayer for my local school. And again, I don't care. Elementary school, junior high, middle school, high school, doesn't matter. I want school for that. And so you get this information. You get the data. Who's the principal? Uh, You can find on every single school in the state of California has a web page. Their web page has their entire staff. You've got a prayer list right there. Yeah. Here's the principal. Here's the vice principal. Boy, the vice principals need prayer. Yes. Here's all the secretaries. Here's all the teachers by departments, yes. all broken down. You have a complete list of prayer right there. Put the button. It prints out. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Now what do I do with that? There you go. You take that and put it together, and now we make the contacts. Now, you can contact the school directly. Uh, can I talk to the principal? Uh, we want to be praying for the school. Is there any prayer needs that you have? Now, that's it. You don't have to go, we're going to come evangelize. We're going to pass Bibles on the campus. Mm -hmm. Are there any prayer needs that you have for you or your staff? Now, obviously, not all of them are believers. Some of them, I've yet to have one principal say to me, no, and hang up on me. They'll say something like, well, that's very nice of you. You can pray for the well-being of the school. Okay, maybe that's all they got. Some of them will say, Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you what just happened yesterday. Back in, for those who are San Diego people, back, uh, you know, years back, we had the shooting at Santee. Yes. At Santana High School. Uh, We were part of Prayer Shield Ministry then. We went out to Santana High School and all the pastors. Isn't it interesting? God isn't necessarily allowed on the campus unless there's a big disaster. Mm. They had pastors there. They had ministry people there. Yeah. And we were all out there, and it was an awesome time. 
You can do that. So what do I do? I've got this list. I got the names now. Then you find out what the needs are. You then ask the principal. You ask the different people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be couched in, we're Christians and we want to do this. Exactly. What is your need? Let what us come alongside needs? of you. You know, and, and that's, uh, that's lifestyle evangelism. Exactly. And we literally have, if you go to uh, prayershield.com, yes. on that page, you're going to find three little sublines in there. You click on one. Here's a pre-made prayer card. So you could just print it and hand it out to everybody in the group and say, pray whatever God leads yes. you on this list here. Oh, I love it. There is a methodology page on how I contact, where I contact, what's the best thing to do, how to do it, how not to do it. There's another leadership thing. How do I structure this so that my pastor doesn't have another job, yes. but it gets done? Yes. Uh, I always encourage, in every aspect of prayer that we're involved with, I always encourage, pastor, you know, I, I, Jim Cimbala, uh, there in the Brooklyn Tabernacle, I got to go to his church one time, and he was out on Tuesday night. They have their prayer type. And on Tuesday night, he, I, I'm looking around, and they all said, well, you need to come early. I'm like, okay, sure. It, you know, it starts at 6.30, so, you know, uh, he, well, 5. I went, 5? Yeah, by 5.30, all the seats are taken. My. If you've never been to the Brooklyn Tabernacle, it's a theater. It has 3,000 seats in it. And when they do Tuesday night prayer... Every seat is occupied, and it's standing room only in the foyer. And when they asked Jim, all these pastors were asking him, well, hey, uh, prayer-wise, do you require all your pastors to come for prayer Tuesday night? He goes, oh, absolutely not. But if they're not here, I want to know why. Mm -hmm. And he says, you want to know the health of a church? Check the prayer meeting. Say that again. That's exactly true. If you want to know the health of a church, check out the prayer meeting. Yes. Because they're the people who've got the heart. Does that mean everyone has a gift to pray? No. 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 No, not everyone does. But every one of you can pray. Yeah. That is a thing. So you as a parent, what I'm encouraging you to do is go to prayershield.com, get the information, set it up, and then talk to your friends, yes. your other school members, and at your church. Hey, I'm really interested in this. How can we do this together? Yes. And you know, one of the things that I see is people, oftentimes they go, the schools are in bad shape. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do about mm-hmm. it. I, I just don't have time to deal with right. it. But the truth of the matter is you are actually equipped or God wants to equip you to mm-hmm. make an impact there. But it's not That's like right. you have to go out and proselytize or evangelize. Right. It's just be whom God has called you to be. Put yourself in a position where you can be helpful. That's right. And let – actually, you know, God's invested in you and ve- invested in, you know, what he's taught you and is teaching right. you. So you just go out and be whom you've been called to be and let Holy Spirit do the rest. I mean, Amen. life is really fairly simple. It is. And the thing is, every, I've often had people say, well, I'm not an apostle. I'm not no. a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not – okay, great. That's cool. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher, but not an apostle, not a pastor. That's not my game. Here's the deal. You've got a testimony. That's right. And the greatest preaching methodology that you have is not whipping out the Bible and saying third verse, you know, second book of hesitation says this. <laughs> the best thing you can do is say, here's my story. Here's how Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, impacted my life. Yes. Let me tell you the truth of where I was, where I am, where I'm going. That is... That is testimony that people need to hear, and so do your children, and so do your grandchildren, and grandpas, I'm a grandpa, grandmas, okay, my, my grandma wife is right here, we've got five little ones, and we are, we are staying in the state of California, we are fighting the fight here, because I've got grandchildren, they're going to be raised in the state, and I'm not going to turn them over to the enemy. Yes. And so, 
what do I got to do? That means I got to get to prayer. And you know what? Here's a simple one. There's a little funny thing I've got in my hand I'm showing Kaz called a cell phone. <laughs> this cell phone has a thing called an alarm on it. And my alarm, we do a couple prayer events. My alarm says 930, and it rings at 930. Mine quacks like a duck. I'll, I'll show you later. Here's the deal. At 930, I pray for my grandchildren and their schools. Yes. It's a reminder to me. Yes. You can do simple things. That is so good. Simple, as our, our buddy said, simple truth ministry. Yes. Simple truths that you can change environments because the kingdom of God was released through simplicity That's right. of the love of Jesus That's Christ. Right. That's right. My listening friend, I want you to grab a pen really quickly because I'm going to fire off a few websites or a few uh, emails and things like that mm-hmm. that you can find out more. First of all, I need to tell you that if you want to, uh, communicate with me. I have a website now too, and you can just uh, go to Come Together San Diego uh, at KPRZ and send me an email saying, I love the show. We need more of these kind of things. And, and uh, I'll pay very close attention to the things you have to say. Come Together San Diego at KPRZ.com. Now, John, I'm going to uh, give yes. the people some emails and get well, ready to give your email or your contact information at the right. close of this because it's about time for us to go away. But make note of these. You heard about Eric. Uh, Bueller, Bueller, and uh, GoGateways.org, GoGateways.org, actually forward slash articles, forward uh, uh, slash standards, and you can find out some remarkable informations. Also, PublicSchoolsExit.com, you can find out more about that as well. And your website, John Neal. Two websites I'm going to give you, PrayerShield.com, that's the prayer for pastors, leadership people, and for school stuff. And the second one is Sealed Team. Like a SEAL team, but add an ED there, sealed in the blood of Christ, sealteam.com. There, we're praying, men for men praying specifically, ladies, you're invited, but men for men specifically are praying. Last item, john at prayershield.com. That's my personal direct email. If you want to contact me, say, what are you talking about? I need help, whatever. I need prayer. You need prayer, John. Yes. It's john at prayershield.com. Very good. My listening friend, I hope this two hours has been an inspiration for you. You can do something about the educational system in California and beyond. Uh, send this show out to other people when it hits the archives, uh, and you can find it on, on ComeTogetherSanDiego.com, and you can find it in the archives in a day or two. My listening friend, I hope this has been an inspiration for you. School has begun, but you need to be schooled in teaching people about the school environment. More coming next week. John Neal, thank you for joining me, my listening friend. God bless, bless you, you, and see you soon. Bless you. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.